Good morning, and welcome to the Social Collectives Podcast, episode 21. Woohoo! Today, we are here with Chris and Leslie Racinos, and they are the owners of Local SEO, a local award-winning SEO and marketing company. They specialize in SEO, websites, and Google Ads. Google Ads. <laughs> okay, so you probably recognize them. They won Best of Loudoun last year. They're up again for Best of Loudoun this year, so we want to give them all of our votes. So, Chris, hi. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. <laughs> so let me go ahead and read one of, I pulled up one of the reviews to kind of give everybody a little bit about why you are winning these awards and why you're the best of Loudon. And I would say all over, you you guys service the nation, right? That's correct. Yeah, we do work with a lot of people out of state and okay. most of them here in Northern Virginia though. Right, your home base. So, okay, so we have a five-star review for Chris and his team at Local SEO because they're awesome. I did my homework before going with Local SEO and contacted a few previous clients they worked with. I have zero regrets about going with this company. The best part about them is they explain everything they're doing and why it affects the outcome of your business or website. They're professional, responsible, informative, and easy to speak with regarding our goals and outcomes. My team had very little knowledge regarding SEO and why it's so important. With the help of local SEO, we're well on our way to becoming an industry leader in our field of business. Thank you, local SEO team. I highly recommend them for your business. So that was one five-star review that I pulled up, and I think that speaks volumes, and it's it's that's experience that we've had with you as well. So you guys did our website for the social collectives. So thank you for that. We're also here with Alina Gardizi, who owns The Great Escape, coming, and she has another location coming to the Dulles Town Center Mall, hopefully this spring. Yay! Hi! That deserves an around <laughs> And guess who's doing my website, you guys? Huh. <laughs> oh, local SEO? <laughs> yep, good guess. <laughs> so, can you, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you started with local SEO? Yeah, absolutely. So... My journey started back around maybe 2014. I started with an e-commerce company, I remember. Um, selling stuff online, kitchenware. That's kind of where everything started for me, kind of trying to figure out how I'm going to sell this stuff, right? Because there's like so many kitchen appliance sellers out there and this and that. It's, like, it's crazy out there, the competition. Yeah, it's, it's a, there's a lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of competition. And that's one of the things that is another question once you're finished with telling us about that, how you stand out. Because you definitely stand out. You're getting these five-star reviews. You're winning all these awards. Everybody that we talk to raves about your service. So you definitely figured out how to stand out amongst your peers. So I'm sorry, go ahead with your... Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, when I first started this company, I had to figure out ways on how am I going to market this thing, you know, with no cash, right? So you're kind of just doing... It was like drop shipping, basically. Just whatever I get orders in, and then I put it in, and then have it shipped out. So... That kind of made me look into more into the whole SEO thing. How am I going to be able to get some free traffic and then also started selling across other like marketplaces. And I know it's like, you know, they do take a fee on these other ones. I have to figure out ways. How am I going to make some organic sales, right, to kind of increase this company? But long story short, that kind of like led me to like, okay, retail was kind of uh, brutal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it just made me think like, okay, well, is either I'm going to continue doing this for the rest of my life or am I going to take a different shift? So I kind of just made a, a switch over and just said, you know what, I think I'd rather just help people with this. Mm-hmm. And um, that'll take a lot of the stress and also makes you feel better, right? Mm-hmm. And then the journey just really kind of started with a salon that I started working with, doing some free work for them, did their website, did SEO for them and kind of saw how they started to take off and then then I just kind of just dropped the whole e-commerce thing and then went from there. And that's kind of where led me to where I am today. And yeah, Leslie was there my, the whole time too as well. So <laughs> We love Leslie. <laughs> well, you guys are killing it. I know I know very little about SEO and the very little that I do know came from Leslie. Um, <laughs> I know it's search engine optimization. Yay! So, so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super good with that acronym now. <laughs> So that to me sounds intimidating. You know, I have zero tech freaked out about passwords and and all the computer stuff. It's very difficult for my brain to kind of grasp that. 
so that must come naturally to you. And you figured out the the way to make it work for yourself and other companies. And you wanted to share that with the community. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for stepping into that because Loudoun County definitely needed somebody like you. All of our businesses do. Tell us a little bit about SEO. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of people think SEO is really this complicated thing that you have to figure out and try to hack Google and all this stuff. Not necessarily. It's always the basics, right, that I follow no matter what. Good content, backlinks, making sure that your Google profile is up to date, adding images, and also making sure that you're in the right categories, right? And that's kind of like just a starter point, right? Uh, the backlinks, yes, yeah, it's a little bit more complicated to kind of find out what kind of strategy you're going to do with backlinks. What is backlinks? So backlinks, I would look at it as, let's say, for instance, like a Facebook page, right? They get all these likes, right? Mm-hmm. So those are like kind of backlinks, but an SEO world is more like third-party websites linking back to you. Like they vouch for you, basically. Like they like. Do they have you. to sign up saying I vouch for you, or do they just? So it's just a, a link, like an anchor text. So it can be an anchor text, kind of like how you on on social collectives you mm-hmm. link out to other websites. That's a backlink to them. Okay. So it's kind of in that way, and the more of those you have, the more authority Google gives you, right? It makes, oh. So to see like these ginormous websites, like even like Twitter, Facebook, all of them, they're like your authority rate is a hundred out of a hundred because. Everybody links out to them, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody knows them. So that's a good way to kind of understand how to hold backlinks and why is it important. And, and usually it's like, you know, even with the basic stuff, that's the conflict. But if you do like the basic stuff without the backlinks, mm-hmm. you can get pretty far. And there's a lot of people that sometimes just reach number one by accident. <laughs> you know, and, and like who? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. So, so that's. Yeah, and I've seen like uh, the ones that get mostly complicated uh, in, in my field, like if um, would be lawyers, right? Mm-hmm. Lawyers is like you got all these lawyers, hung, money hungry lawyers, just kind of fighting each other in SEO, right? They're just dumping cash into it and uh, running Google ads all day long. And that's one very complicated one. But if you have like very low competition and things like that, you can really get really mm-hmm. far, you know, especially like plumbing is also another big one. And that's mm-hmm. another big competitive space that you have to continue doing and you can't just do it and stop. Because then eventually more plumbers are going to keep coming in and then they're going to try to take your place. And if you don't like maintain it, then you're going to be wiped out at some point. Right. So can you sort of elaborate on like a lot of us get it, right? Because we Google everything. But the importance of being on that first page and what that does for your numbers and recognition, like do a lot of people go to the second, third, fourth page in Google do a lot of people go through every single website? Like, so why is it important to be on the first page? Yeah, so I, I guess what, what we look at, and this is the reason why I kind of chose local SEO, um, because one, they're mostly just looking at the top three, right? The maps, mm-hmm. right? They see if there's a, ser- a specific service, they're going to look at who has the most stars, right? Oh, these are the top three, and those are the ones being displayed. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to click on more, right? Mm-hmm. They look at the top three, okay, well, this one's four-star, five-star, and they're kind of going to rate you from there, right? Like, oh, this looks looks pretty good, depending on the service. And then anything below that will be like maybe 30% of the traffic. Mm -hmm. Some people really want to go more into digging and Mm -hmm. to see like, okay, what else do they have in there? And Google has been kind of like, um, they've been changing their platform a little bit as far as like you can scroll even more down mm-hmm. and being able to, so you don't look like you're on page two or page three. So they're right? making it more accessible for everybody. It's a, it's, it's not just the, the pay to play. I mean, you got to pay to play, but it's, it's a more even playing field. Exactly. So like, you know, their ads is always going to be on the top, no matter what they want them to get money. Cause that's how they make money. Right. Just putting those ads in the top. But, um, as far as the, the content stuff too, cause now they just came up with another big update, which I think is going to affect a lot of people especially lawyers, um, putting all this SEO-optimized content that really doesn't make a lot of sense because there's a lot of that stuff out there. So, like, I would usually focus on quality, you know, because if you keep putting this over-optimized content, it just starts to sound like, who is this? Mm -hmm. You know, and I've seen websites like that, like, oh, my God, this is horrible. (laughs) I'm like, no wonder you guys are not getting customers. What does over-optimized mean? So let's say, for instance, you're trying to rank for plumbers in mm-hmm. Leesburg, Virginia, right? Good example. And then you write this piece of content and it just says plumbers in Leesburg all over it. Every know? two seconds. Exactly. Like every sentence has it. Oh, okay, so It's okay. like kind of keyword stuffing, basically, right? Yeah. And then that starts to look like this don't even look natural. Like, what is this? This is not even helpful. 
So Google just did a whole new core update just last month in December and basically saying that we're not going to be ranking people based on optimized content, but helpful content mm. only. Ow. So if it's not helpful, they'll find out. So they're not going to be looking too much. As long as your page titles and your meta descriptions are in place, like what they use for, if you're on WordPress, the SEO Yoasting, mm-hmm. you can make sure you have your keyword in there somewhere. Keyword being like plumbing? Yeah. So you can be like, uh, you know, top plumbers in Leesburg, right? Mm-hmm. That can be your title. And that that's clickable, you know, and it just can't be like a, you know, as long as what people don't understand that sometimes also like, even if you're trying to target a specific keyword like plumbers in Leesburg, it doesn't necessarily have to be written out like that just because that search. But as long as it's like broken up in there in different ways, they put it together themselves. Okay. So it could put like best then hashtag plumber, hashtag Leesburg? Well, well, if you do it on a page title, it's uh, you're supposed to put like a catchy title, right? Because when you go on SEO, you get like this catchy title in there, and then you mm-hmm. got little words below it. It's the meta description, which you want to be able to make that customer click on it, right? Oh, okay. So the ones who get the most clicks and it has the most enticing headline is the one that gets pushed to the top. Okay. So it's like a newspaper headline or a magazine headline. Like what would make you open it okay. and want to read it? So, so do you guys help with that, like creating the – the headline? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We do um, all the headlines, the page titles, meta descriptions, content. Um, most of the times, of course, we create the content ourselves, and then we also try to get the customer to, the client to go ahead and, you know, fix it up themselves and make it sound like it's them. So it's all natural, clean, and it's useful. So with it being more helpful content, would you say that keywords need to be like how-to and tips for? So when we go to the how-to, right, and then we always got to start the title, right? It's always about doing the research, right? And and of course, like me, we, we try to add a lot of FAQs, right? The more content, useful content you can add on pages, the more you can get rank for more keywords mm-hmm. naturally. Um, usually like, you know, adding the FAQs, how to do something. It just depends on the business you're in, right? But me, in my case, every time I start a campaign, I always focus on how am I going to make this client some money, right? Because mm-hmm. if not, you're fired within a few months, mm-hmm. right? So you got to look at that. Okay. So I look at just what are the transactional keywords, not like I'll save the content blog for last. Once I've did all the stuff I need for the service pages, for example, um, and then we're also looking at ways that they can contact you, making sure that we can be able to mm-hmm. make it easy for them. Because Google looks at all that, like the Google profile, what people don't understand, that website that's linked to it, they read everything on that site, on that page. So like if it's linking to your home page, you got to make sure you have at least all your services listed on there that you do. So Google's checking that out. Yeah, okay. sorry. They crawl, and sometimes they automatically populate the services for you and say, hey, approve this. And like, I don't even know what this is. And like me, I got like roofing stuff in there. So they're kind of trying to say I'm a roofing contractor. So I got to delete it mm-hmm. in some cases. So it's interesting how they do that now. And another thing, I know uh, one last tip on, on, on that part is making sure that, because now they don't care about royalty images. You know, they want natural images on your Google profile. They, the more of these natural pictures and they, with, because, you know, on your phone, they can take, they know where you're taking it. Mm. They read all the metadata in there, right? You see, so the uh, metadata is tracking it back to like where the picture came from and it's just linking to everything. Yeah. So they see your geo coordinates on that. So if you do a local right in your office and you take it and you upload it with that wow. picture, they know exactly where it is and that makes it more relevant and they know it's brand new. Okay. So and, and just doing that all day long can really make a big difference because Google loves images and people love images to engage. So so taking pictures like if we did a selfie right now and then we hashtag or I don't even know but whatever we did something with local SEO that picture would be considered fresh and useful. Yes. Rather than pulling something from the internet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Because they 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 hate royalty because this is recycled so many times. It's like Stock this is images. nothing, yeah. exactly. nothing new. So I always ask, please provide me with some images. You know, I don't want to be picking these things out. So and sometimes I have no choice, and so we try to just kind of over optimize these images as much as possible, putting our own geo coordinates in it, our own keywords in Ooh. it, and just trying to make it work as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So you would say. Then for a client to help you help them, they really need to partner with you in the way that they provide content mm-hmm. to best optimize your services. Exactly. Right. And um, 
Uh, a good example is um, I was uh, working with this cannabis company, and uh, the funny thing is that they love images. They just want to see your stuff all day long. And these guys, like, I remember one little image got, I think, over, I think it was like 20,000 views wow. in like two That's days. Crazy. In two days. That's yeah. crazy. So I'm like, geez, like, these guys must be, you know. But what was the image? <laughs> Well, it was cannabis, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> it was like, but I mean, doesn't it, like, it all the, look the same? <laughs> no, some of them actually some look different. Of some of them have a little purple hair on those. <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're like, oh, that one looks good. You know? Pete, like, that one's <laughs> Pete's Dragon, by the way. <laughs> Pete's Dragon. But, so they give it all these weird names, and then people just engage into those images and just like, wow, these guys are just... The second you put up a whole new profile for that kind of industry, is like so fast. You're getting like 10,000 views in the first wow. month. Wow. Which is like, demand is high because I guess you know, potheads are very picky with their. <laughs> <laughs> so as a new business owner, right? Like when I bought this escape room and I opened it, all of a sudden I was getting calls left and right from people that said, you know, they've worked with Google and they wanted to do our SEO and how important it was and. Like, it gets overwhelming fast. Even if you're tech savvy and you sort of know what you're talking about, like, you're like, well, are they telling the truth? Like, am I going to lose business? Am I going to survive COVID? Like, what are some tips you can share for, you know, kind of navigating through who you should work with and who you shouldn't and where your money is better spent? I guess the first red flag, if they're getting over-technical, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, you're just confusing the clients. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. I, don't, I mean, I don't even understand half of this stuff, right? So me personally, that's kind of one thing that how I started becoming better at kind of promoting it mm-hmm. and just kind of dumbing everything down, right, making it clear. Because at the end, what's really important is about having good content, backlinks, because backlinks is one thing that a lot of people don't offer because mm-hmm. it's so hard to get them. And it's, it's more work for the SEO company to be like, oh, I can't do that. I can't provide that. So luckily we provide uh, we provide that in every package. We don't want to do no SEO without backlinks because right. it's just not going to work. I mean, it works kind of, but not as like the way you want it to. So you really got to get those signals out. So that's one thing you got to look at. Does it come from backlinks? Is there, um, are they going to put me on directly listings? Are they going to do like schema markup, which is more of a coding that Google reads on the mm-hmm. website? Um, and how much content they're going to provide. I think those are the main basic things you got to look at. And, you know, is it worth it? Is it, you know, and look at some of the reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's also very important to see what they say about their right. service. So if they don't have anything, they're like, mm, I don't know. Taking a shot, then you're not worth this price. Right, right. <laughs> so um, that's one thing I would look at. And that's kind of like, um, as far as uh, promising results, you should never do that. No, if they tell you that, oh, we get you page one in like three months, you know, that's, no. I say if you get results within three to six months, um, you'll start to see an uptick in some traffic, keywords and things like that. I'm not going to say, hey, you're going to get rich with this stuff. You never do usually because it's organic traffic. You don't know it's going to go up, down, up, and Google changes their algorithm here and there. So, And sometimes depending on the field you're in, it's just the competition could be high and then you're kind of just – have to do it for a whole year mm-hmm. to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get campaigns like that, and then, you know, sometimes the client might say, hey, this is going too long. And I understand, you know, they just it's, it's a long-term game. Well, you also have to think about who's playing with you. Like, who's out there also competitively working towards that same space? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you're the only one out there. So there can be only one Highlander. Mm-hmm. So you have to really be aware that there's competition right. working against you. So it is a long game. Right. And, and I'm glad you brought up that part because a lot of people don't realize that the factors of you getting to those top positions are all about where you are, your location, the competition that's around. I mean, some companies will shoot up fast because there's very low competition. Mm-hmm. So kind of like Chris was saying earlier, kind of by luck, you'll get to those first positions. But once more and more companies start coming in, now you're dealing with competition. Other industries are harder than some industries. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where a strategy that I know we do at Local SEO is always look at the competition, always look at what they're doing in the sense of doing that competitor analysis because we have to see, okay, these guys have been on the top for the past year. What are these guys doing? What do we need to do to get to those top within, positions? Within your budget. Within and your ability. budget. Yeah. Exactly. 
I mean, I know there's a marketing company not to be named, but this person was bragging about how they had a new client and this client had zero Instagram presence and really had no idea what they were doing. And she was able to create this amazing growth within the first like three months. Well, it was all because there was zero there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nowhere to go but up. Um, and so her big selling point was, look what I've done for you. No, I, you literally have a presence. Mm-hmm. This isn't the best presence you could have. It, it was kind of crazy the way that some people are selling their services. So you take somebody that has no presence and you put them out there, they're going to grow. For people that have a strong presence but want to level up or want to hire or whatever they want to do, they want to increase their their presence or their specific sales and water heaters or whatever, you have to be competitive. It is a long game. It is hard and it is legit. I mean, that's real work. So you guys are like the best. I mean, just listening Thank to you. you talk, Chris, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, that's a whole vocabulary lesson. So like piggybacking on sort of what she said – Sometimes when you are working with people after a while, they go, oh, well, I'm doing really well. I must not need SEO anymore. I'm on like the number one, whatever, right? And I think they forget that you kind of have to keep going to stay there. So do you guys want to talk a little bit more about that? You, go ahead. (laughs) You're the expert. (laughs) So I guess, um, yeah, and I do get some of those. You know, they say, oh, we're going to take a break. I mean, I think we're good now. We're getting enough traffic. I'm too busy or this and that. I'm like... Do you want to be not busy anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so, because um, it usually happens. I mean, um, and sometimes that's okay. I guess it just they don't see those big views, you know, they don't that vision. So if they don't, I can't really convince them to see that. But um, I know people that, like, I know a way to kind of like triple and quadruple your business, right? Mm-hmm. Literally, like within the first two years, and and you'd be surprised. Only twenty percent of people actually listen to that. Mm-hmm. To what I tell them, they're like, oh, that's too much work. That's too like I just can't. Yeah. You know, I can't do all that. And they don't listen, then they wonder why they just kind of get stagnant and they don't grow. Um, the people who have, I have seen kind of grow triple, four times like within the first year. And um, like the review you said earlier today was kind of a, a good example. Mm-hmm. And these guys is just, you know, we're going about over a year, going on two years working together. So they're kind of uh they're they, you know. They did everything I told them to do. They have like literally all across Northern Virginia, D.C., all over the place and took advantage of that. And because at the, at the time they were actually, um, they were fairly new. Uh, it was a whole new service that people wasn't doing yet. Mm. Um, and I told them, if you don't take, take action right now. So right now they're like number one across everything. That's I mean, amazing. It's like they got profiles overlapping on profiles and different <laughs> like multiple like 50 mile radius type stuff. So to me it's like it was incredible. So like they dominate the whole DC, the whole net. So anybody that comes in and the funny thing is that they increased their budget. Mm-hmm. So now it's like woof, like the, the budget increased everything. They said more SEO. So when when you do things like that is it because of like the growth is there and they see the vision, but if mm-hmm. they don't, then... Well, you also have to... It's a partnership. So just just like a trainer at a gym like or a dietitian or whatever, like they can tell you what to do. Doesn't mean you're going to do it. It doesn't reflect poorly on the trainer or the diet program It's or the doctor if they tell you not to eat sugar and you're diabetic. Like same thing for SEO. I mean, it's a partnership. They You got to provide some content. It's got to, you know, it doesn't have to be, but it should be fresh. The more they, they participate, the better. It's a long game. And also you have to be ready to level up. So for me, I think a lot of people, it may be people who say, we don't really need any more SEO or whatever. We don't need it. We're fine. Kind of like, you know, artisan plumbing. You know, we're considering SEO because I would like to go more commercial and hit that market. That's not the market that I'm having a relationship with. Commercial is not who I'm networking with. So I want to hit more commercial, more government. And so that might be an SEO issue. I'm not sure. But I do think that when you find that perfect client who wants to level up, who wants to spread and grow and hire, that's gold. I mean, and not everybody can handle it. They might just get too much business. Yeah, you're right. Everyone's different, right? Everybody has different goals for their their businesses. I mean, we have clients, most of our lawyers are very loyal because they know they have to be in those top positions in order to 
continue having cases and being in court because that's how lawyers make money. But there are some, again, there's some industries that are like, I'm way too busy and they don't feel like they're in that spot where they're ready enough, busy enough to hire someone. So they're just going to stay stagnant. I would say the beautiful thing about SEO, it's like once you stop it, it's not like ads, you disappear. But with SEO, since that is work that has been put in and built into your website, it does take time for you to start kind of lowering down um, mm-hmm. in, in the search engines. But again, if there's another company, your competition that is going super, you aggressive. know, aggressive, then there's that, not much, you there's can do not much that it. you can yeah. do without it, without keeping that long-term consistency. And yes. I know, aren't you signing up with them for website or all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I'm sold. <laughs> I think a good question uh, before we go into the fun questions, Chris. I know a lot of people are like, "What should I do? Should I do social media marketing? Should I do Google Ads, or should I stick with SEO?" I think a lot of business owners know that there are so many avenues of marketing, but sometimes they don't know which route to like, take. Like, where's your money best spent almost? Is it on Facebook ads or would you recommend SEO? Or, or Google ads. Or Google ads. If you want, you know, fast traffic, like immediate traffic, I would just say Google ads, right? And it also depends on the service you do. If you do like a, if you have an in-person, you have a location that people can visit or if you do mobile services or anything like that, which is a big thing coming up right now. A lot of people are doing mobile. So for me, I would say Google Ads would be the number one way to go if you don't have time to waste, right? But if you want to really level up fast, I would say doing SEO and Google Ads at the same time. Because one, Google Ads will actually, the traffic coming into the site, they'll show Google faster that they're engaging better with your site at the same time while growing Mm -hmm. it. For social media, I mean, um, I personally use it for retargeting. You know, so all that traffic you're driving to your website from Google ads or SEO, anything like that, like what I'm doing, I basically, I run those retargeting ads and just cookie every single person that lands on it. And they just see my ad all day long and just kind of start swapping them out here and there. Mm -hmm. That's how I use social media. Other than that, I mean, you can also run Facebook ads, but I can tell you right now, Facebook ads is not the same like it used to be. Um, you really have to spend a large amount of cash to see the data, to really see if it's some kind of return. But for small businesses, it's something that you can just kind of use for branding, but not as far as like a, a big lead generation machine, you know, because like, mm-hmm. Google ads is for that because you want them to find you for specific services, mm-hmm. not just browsing around, you know. Yeah, I feel like, attorneys, dentists, doctors, things like that. People Google that the most, wouldn't you say? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. That's yeah. for sure. Um, Dave, 100% rely on Google. If they're not there, they're nowhere to be found. I mean, dentists is like, and that's why it's funny how in the, in the dental industry, it's like all of them put something in there, like either dental, dentist, or something mm. in there. And they do that because that's kind of like, I guess when you're starting a business, it's like, hey, put something in there that says dental. And then um, put also possibly, I don't know, the city name and things like that. So um, when it says, I, this might not even have anything to do with what you're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> when I post something and it says add location, I'll hit Leesburg or Loudoun County. Does that does that help at all? Do you know if that's Facebook different? That's different. Oh, that's Facebook? Yeah. No, that's not going to do anything for It doesn't you. help. It uh, just populates no- for like the organic, like on Instagram. But again, organic on social media is... A lot harder than SEO. It's declining big time. How long does it take for Google to rank your website? It depends on the competition. You know, if you don't have that many competitors, if you have maybe just 10 local competitors, yeah, you probably get there within three to six months. Uh, if you have 20, 30, uh, I would say about a year, you know, mm-hmm. uh, easy. It just depends on how much content they have on their site how long they've been there, because they look at all that stuff. How many reviews? Because reviews also is a ranking factor. Mm-hmm. They look at, they read your reviews, is it relevant to what they're searching for? And they just kind of put that on the top. So always try to get more reviews. And like I tell my clients, like, you know, when you leave a review, please make sure you mention the service I provided. 
in there okay. somewhere. And then that's going to be able to help you get ranked for some of those big keywords that you're trying to rank for. Oh, we should do a whole thing on how to write a review. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good one. <laughs> that's how, a good one. How do you feel about chat GPT as a tool for starting point for when it comes to building a website? Building a website. So, yeah, there's so much stuff going on with that. Like We use ourselves too, to kind of shortcut things, to find like blog ideas. And you can even make it write you a blog as well. But I'm not saying one thing, be warned, because Google is working on a new technology to try to figure out and track down those people who's using AI content. So usually if you want to be able to use that, um, there are tools to rewrite chat GPT's content and be able to use it for yourself. That's one way to do it. You can use it for FAQs. You can use it for writing emails, email newsletters. Email newsletters, I believe it's okay because Google doesn't track that, right? They don't mm -hmm. care about that. So you can use it for that. You can use it for professional email. There's so many things you can use it and save you so much time. So a, a good way to kind of do it is like, hey, um, let's say, for instance, you own a chiropractic company or something like that. You can use them, hey, can you give me a few topics for blogs to write on back pain? And they'll literally pull up like maybe 10 of them for you. And they all have some kind of rankings to it, which is weird. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, how the hell does this guy knows as much? You know, it's like, because <laughs> I look up every topic to see if it like, do people even search this stuff, right? So I was like, oh, they really are. So I was like, these are actually really good topics you can take and run for yourself. So you don't have to sit there like, what am I going to write about this week? You know, it's like, because that's one thing that people get stuck on. Like, I don't know what kind of blog to write or what kind of content or stuff like that. So you can use the chat to kind of just tell you, give me some blog ideas to write about X. And then you can also have them um, create you a post, social media posts. Hey, create me a social media post. That's cool. To <laughs> create me a social media post to promote this blog that you just wrote about. Wow. And I'll write it out for you exactly what wow. you're trying to do. So it's like... It can literally do the whole thing for you. And if you get good with it, I mean, you won't really need like much as far as uh, ideas on how to come up with content anymore because a lot of people are using the stuff to even write your own social media posts. So now you have no right. excuse. But be careful with using that for your website mm -hmm. because Google is tracking that. Yeah, the content, yes. Yeah. So never copy and paste directly from ChatGPT onto your website. Always put it into something else, like possibly um, one I put into Grammarly. I run it for plagiarism, mm -hmm. right? That's one thing. And then after that, um, if I can't remember the tool off the top of my hand, but there's a tool also to kind of rewrite stuff for you. Jasper. Jasper can do that too as well. That's a paid tool. Um, that one, yeah, you can put the, a paragraph in there and it can rewrite it for you. Really nicely, too. And okay. that's that's going to pass. I've been getting a lot of ads for Jasper on my Facebook. <laughs> well, there's so many tools out there that yeah. people don't realize that, you know, a lot of times with us being an SEO company, oh, my gosh, I can't even name how many tools and stuff we have to help us to make mm -hmm. sure that we're keeping yeah. up with the latest stuff. <laughs> okay, so that brings me to, like, three – you probably already covered it, but three – tips, the most important thing you can do starting out if you've never done SEO, if you you don't have any clue, like, do they just need to contact you and get started? I mean, like, what's your three top tips to get started with SEO? I would say, Chris, because you're looking at me like she better know this. Um, so <laughs> test time. Um, definitely, if you are a business and you don't have a Google listing, claim your Google listing. Get all of that ready up. Um, so does that mean your Google My Business page? Your Google My Business page. And how can they do that? Now there's, what, is it called Google Profile? Is it called Google My Business? Yeah, they Google just business changed profile. it. And uh, the thing <laughs> now is that also people be aware that Google is making this even harder now, mm. uh, which I, I would say it's a good thing because now not a lot of people can just create listings, mm -hmm. you know? So compared to like a year ago, it's like all you do is just get a postcard to your house mm -hmm. and, you're, and you're good. You're, you're verified. At some point, it was just text message. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes like Google's starting to know their data is so powerful that they know if you're really there or not. So if I do a listing at my house and I do it from some another location, they want to verify it with a video and they want to send a postcard to it. Wow. So it's getting pretty extreme with mm -hmm. them. And it's getting even harder right now. I believe this is going to come up with more ways to make it much more difficult. Because they're because we're we're so like 
AI and we advancing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I heard somebody say the other day that people are like, oh, when do you think AI is going to be smarter than humans? And do you think it's like three years, five years? No, it's now. Mm-hmm. Like they're able to process information a thousand times faster or more, 3,000 times faster than the human brain. So I guess that's why they're being so vigilant about making sure that we're not just creating false accounts everywhere. Yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah, they want to make sure that you don't have these bots kind of running around creating accounts, mm-hmm. you know, because I know a lot of SEOs that just goes out there and we call it basically just rank up these Google profiles and sell it to like other people, right? Mm-hmm. And just say, hey, we can give you some leads, 30 bucks a lead, stuff like that. So Google's catching up to that big time. So he's just, they're disabling it. If you have a, a listing called Plumbers and Leesburg or something like that, they'll catch up like, mm, yeah, I know what you're doing here. And they'll mm-hmm. disable it. Do you think that's why they're pushing like the organic content and the fresh local pictures, um, stories, Facebook lives? This is regarding Facebook, but all of these types of things, the videos and. Yes, that's why they they love new images. They want to just keep loading up their search engines, right? So for them, like nowadays, everything is local. You know, nobody really want to go outside their field, right? Like they don't even want to hire SEO companies all the way in California, right? They said, I don't even or know. Or even India or Pakistan. Or the- <laughs> like, I mean, I think that's important to talk about. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think uh, with the, and I'm not saying, you know, the, the guys over there in India are no good at SEO. It's just the language barrier, I believe. Right. They can't write and then you got this miscontent. And, and they don't, I don't think they really look into as far as the quality of it, right? Mm-hmm. They're just kind of trying to get you ranking, doing all this black hat stuff in there. Well, then, I also think it's really important economically to support local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, because I know that when we do the charity events, it's the local people. Nobody outside of Loudoun County or Virginia right. is donating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these are the services that are provided for our, the people here locally. So I, I really do believe in supporting local. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay. Do you have any other tips? You have to, you have to claim your space, your Google, my ad space or your Google Business. profile space. Mm-hmm. And what else? Make sure you have a website. Make sure you're in the right <laughs> <WordPress>. categories, right? <laughs> Make sure you're in the right categories. Also, like I said, if you have products and services, add them in there into your Google profile. The more keyword, is like a keyword density in there, right? If there's enough of content inside that Google profile and also posting every week in there as well, put in a fresh new picture, content, and just keeping that profile active. And, and that's going to make all the difference as far as driving traffic. And then with the website, just make sure that you have the, the pages linked to that it has all your services. And that's why a lot of people do it to their homepage. Because the homepage will tell you whether what you're promoting, basically, right? Whether that's uh, if if you're a, a chiropractor, you do back pain, sciatica, things like that. And those are all listed inside. Those are the, the, the things that they uh, provide service for. Um, and they read all that. And they kind of just lay it out. And then also with the backlinks, but that's more technical. That's uh, probably not even a good tip right now. Yeah, the backlink sounds really like a lot of information. That's something we could talk about, like a whole backlink conversation, because I still admittedly have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. This is why we need an SEO podcast. We do. I also don't know how to do brain surgery. So (laughs) yeah, I can't help you there. (laughs) Okay. So um, thank you, Chris. That was super, super helpful for that. Thanks for adding that value to the listeners. Alina, do you have any questions for us? fun ones? Yeah, I actually... So I was just looking through these now. They're a little random, but good luck, you guys. Oh, Lord. Okay. If one of your friends needed to move in for a year, who would you like it to oh be? God, nobody. Either, uh, like, anybody in this room. <laughs> well, you already live with one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, except for you. But I'm, my friends, the three of you right here. I totally live with you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm Lisa's really, already said no, thank you. I'm really bad to live with. It's uh, okay. I'll put you in the basement. You guys would not want me <laughs> Chris, do you have anybody? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, cause, cause well, I, he can <laughs> only be Pay's friend. We right, had this even, conversation oh, already. You're making it sound weird. <laughs> Ali or David Wander. <laughs> okay, I'm going to, I love you guys, but I'm going with Daniela Moro because she's a Kachina More. <laughs> she's from Rome. How rude. And she <laughs> is, well, she cooks. Yeah. We DoorDash. <laughs> she cooks. <laughs> That better be 
the only reason, Lisa and Adam. <laughs> well, you guys are super extra, and I am too. We can't all three be extra in the same <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, we can. We'll be the most extra house ever. <laughs> Our husbands would divorce us. <laughs> that is a valid point. They cannot divorce us because we own the company. <laughs> I don't. You do. <laughs> yeah, he's looking at me like, what have you been telling people? <laughs> okay. Okay, so I guess that was our answer. Yep, okay. there you Danielle go. Danielle Amoro. If you were in jail and could request any person to break you free, who would you choose? I feel like anyone in this room. I, know, I feel the same way. I would I would call Lisa first. Though. I would get no you offense out. No offense, I would get you out. No, Lisa, definitely. Have you not she heard her skills. stories? <laughs> she knows people. She'd probably go live on Facebook. Who's going to help me get these girls out? I mean, we were having we were having a meeting at a bakery in Leesburg, and the sheriff's like Lisa Ann Adams. I'm like, oh yeah, so yes, <laughs> so definitely Lisa. She uh, knows people. <laughs> I don't know. I got pulled over uh, by the state trooper, and I called Staff Sergeant Butterworth as I was being pulled over, and I was like, listen, you got to talk to this guy. <laughs> It didn't he, work. He was like, the state troopers don't listen to us. <laughs> so, yeah, oh but I would totally get you guys out for sure, 100%. But I how mean, would we get her out? That's the real question. <laughs> well, my brother. My oh, brother that's could get a good me. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Who would point. you call? I would say my brother. Yeah. He's, he's very experienced with jail, you know, so. Or your lawyer <laughs> client. <laughs> he knows the ins and outs. <laughs> yeah, he, knows, he knows how that whole thing works. So, you know, I would trust him before anybody else. If it can be anybody, I'm calling Chuck Norris. Is he still alive? <laughs> sure, why not? We'll go there with that. Go. We'll go with that. <laughs> you mean I'm not Oprah? <laughs> She'll help me. Oh, my goodness. Should I talk about events? Wait, yes. one more question. Hold on. Oh, okay, okay. okay. What skill do you possess that most people don't know about? You want to go first, Chris? <laughs> I, I can. Let's... I can go first. Okay. I have a skill. Okay, so <laughs> I can say the ABCs backwards. Ooh. Um, and I do this for beer. Well, I used to do it for beer when I drank beer. Now I'll do it for <laughs> wine. Um, so Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. Oh my God, <laughs> woman! Oh my God. <laughs> That's my party trick. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you can do something with like a pencil or a shot in your chest. No. You can't? No, you can't. I can't do that. <laughs> no. Okay. I can, uh, like with the beer funnel, I can take that thing down <laughs> in like two seconds. <laughs> that is a skill. Most of us did not know that. I cannot. I cannot do that. So that's a skill. That. All right. Chris, your turn. I don't know. I just have too many technical skills. I know. That, that's sort of what I was thinking, too. It's like probably like editing a video or something like that. Okay. Nothing crazy like YouTube. I can also do the worm. <laughs> no. The worm, the breakdancing move. Like I on the floor? That. Yeah, Like on the floor? That. I feel like I need a demo after this podcast. If and I go down, I'm not getting up. I'm definitely not getting up. <laughs> and I can moonwalk. So, so I used to moonwalk around pool tables for back then beer. Um, and, and I can also do the worm if I need to. Yeah. I need to see this happen. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first that the next happy hour for the social collection. She is going to do the worm. <laughs> we'll be doing the worm and moonwalk. <laughs> what oh, about you, Chris? Technical skills? Is there a specific one? Mm, I wonder which one. Uh, <laughs> SEO? SEO. Your superpower? That's, that's really all I know right now. <laughs> I dream about it. I don't know. I'd take a nap on it. Well, you're passionate he, about he really it. Does. That's awesome. He'll so. wake me up and say, hey, guess what I found? I don't care. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Gosh, Leslie. I know. I know. David's Tough the same crowd. way. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened today? And he's like, well, and then he starts to tell me. And like, every wait, I time, really didn't want to know. <laughs> there was a 90 that didn't fit to the thingy majiggy and I'm like okay never mind did anything dramatic happen today did anything interesting happen today? <laughs> no <laughs> I'm out no yeah it doesn't work that way so what okay. are your skills probably some technical like video editing or something like audio editing when I used to do it like I, I can still do did you stuff say like party skills partying party I think we just heard partying party skill Really? That's any skill at all? I thought you meant party skill. No, it's has skills, period. Oh, okay. Those are still my skills. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, though. 
Okay, All events. Right. Events. So we've got lots of good stuff coming up. So on February 1st, Prince William and Washington County Woo-hoo. will be having their coffee from 10 to 12. City Tavern for Prince William and the Grand Piano Ballroom for Washington County. On February 6th, our Loudoun County will be having the first collective coffee for the year. And that's going to be at the Neighbors Sports Bar and Grill. And Jefferson County and Fairfax County will be having their collective coffees. Um, on February 8th, Jefferson County at Alfredo's Mediterranean Grill and Steakhouse and Fairfax County at PJ Skidoo's. And I'm sure you've all seen that the Young Professionals date is finally booked for March 23rd at Lost Rhino. Huge shout out for Lost Rhino for hosting us. They're also providing pretzel bites and one free token drink. So uh, that's awesome. And then, of course, we're preparing for our Bubbles and Bling fundraiser for Spark and our conference. So there is a lot of planning going on on this end, guys. A lot (laughs) going on. Yeah, so lots of stuff. Okay, so we're going to pop over for our Kids Collective podcast interview. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Social Collective's Kid Vendor Event at the Dulles Town Center Mall. I am here with Rita and Tommy and Madison with Tiny Treasures. Uh, Rita, would you mind telling us a little bit about your business? Sure. So we started selling cards that my oldest, Madison, created in 2015. And we're just so excited to be able to share some of her beautiful artwork. So we ordered some cards from a local print shop, took them around our neighborhood, and they sold like hotcakes. And we thought, okay, I think we got something here. So we started each year just ordering some more cards, and then we've branched out to pom-poms that people can use for traveling on their suitcase, and then calendars, and it has just grown into something wonderful. And my hope is that the kids will learn the basic concepts of business ownership, money management, and ultimately just learning how to steward money well. but we go around to our local town and sell calendars, cards, Christmas ornaments, whatever we make. Each year we introduce a new product line. And uh, then we take 10% of those proceeds and we find a mission to give to you. And uh, if I'm able, I'll just share in 2020, we were just really looking for something really special to give to you. And so we chose to give boots to Winchester Rescue Mission. So after all of our sales were done, We took 10% of the proceeds, went to a local store where we always buy our own boots, and we were walking into the store, and we uh, wanted to get, donate boots to the homeless shelter, and on our way into the store, we met a guy, he was hungry, and he said, he was clearly homeless, and he said, could I have some money for food? And we said, well, we're right here getting shoes, do you need any shoes? But he wore a size 13, so there's just no shoes in his size. So we said, well, can, you, can we buy you some socks? So we did that. And uh, we finished getting the boots that we needed. And then on our way back, we said, all right, we'll buy you some lunch. And um, went out to get his meal. Um, and I, I told the kids, I said, one of the things that homeless people really struggle with is uh, where their next meal is coming from. So we went ahead and got him some gift cards for the next meal, uh, next couple of meals for the that week. And um, when we brought it back to him, he we handed him his meal, then we handed him the gift cards, and he just cried. And uh, that really impacted my kids and us, and uh, really drove home the purpose of our business to give to others and give my kids a tool to be able to do that. I love that. I love that. So Madison, you started with the cards. Are you an artist? Yes. Okay. So Tell me a little bit about what's inspired some of your art for these cards. Um, Is it like pencil? Is it watercolor? Well, I specialize in watercolor. I've tried other things, but it just didn't come out the way I wanted. So I tried watercolor, and it came out perfectly. So that's my new thing. And what are some of the things that you paint? Is it like... Um, So my... One of my neighbors, they gave us this kit. It's called Chinese brush painting. And I tried it out, and like some of the things I made, they turned out really well. And that they're down the calendars. Oh my gosh. I feel like when you say they turned out really well, you're under exaggerating how awesome they were because your mom's like, okay, yeah, they were awesome. They were, you, awesome. They were sold like hotcakes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, people love her artwork. 
I'm going to have to go check it out. And so you're downstairs at the... Yes. Okay. So, all right, Mr. Tommy, tell me a little bit about what you get from Tiny Treasures. What's your active role? Well, I'm the vice president of quality control and public relations. Oh my gosh, I love you. So public relations, you're doing that right now, right? So very good, sir. What are some of the things that you do for public relations to get the word out about your business? Well, um, I talk to people and tell them about what we do and some of the things that we have. Okay, so how do you meet these people? Do you do it at school? Do you find them at church? Where are some of the people that you meet? Who's your population? Strasburg. All right. I love it. Strasburg's a lucky uh, community because they have tiny treasures out there and they have Tommy to tell them all about it. So thank you, Tommy. I think we're going to rotate in some of the girls. So you have four four kids yes, on your team. Yes. Okay. So Tommy, if you can give your sister your earphones and Madison, if you can give your sister your earphones. And then we will be interviewing Darby, Daisy? Daisy. Daisy. Okay, I love that. Okay. And then also we have Wendy. So Wendy and Daisy. Oh, my gosh, you guys are so cute. Okay, so um, Daisy, tell me, what do you love the most about being on the team Tiny Treasures? Um, I like to do the art. I love drawing, and I also love selling. Okay, so you're kind of like assistant. Is your t- is your sister kind of mentoring you a little bit on art, or do you do different? I do different stuff. She does like animals. I like to draw people, but I also do like mountain scenes. Yeah. And do like you that. also use watercolor? No. What are you using? I use um, acrylic and acrylic oil and um, color pencils. I love it. I can't wait to see some of your art. Thank you, Daisy. Okay, Wendy, tell me about your role in Tiny Treasures. I'm mascot. Oh my gosh, of course you are. You're so cute. Okay, so as a mascot, what do you find to be your favorite thing about being a young entrepreneur with Tiny Treasures? Making and selling stuff. All right. I love it. I love it. You guys, I appreciate the fact that you give so much back to the community and your missions. And I love that you're a team that travels together and works together and learns together. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Tiny Treasures. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we're back. Um, you guys, this was awesome. I feel like this is one of the better, uh, one of the best ones we've had so far. So lucky number 21. Thank you, Chris, Ooh. for sharing all that amazing information to our small business owners, our medium-sized business owners. And we're even going to include the big guys. That's right. Because I feel like what you said could benefit everybody. It does apply to everyone. Absolutely. Any business owner, period. Yeah. All right, you yeah. guys. So go out. So go out. So go out. So go out.